morning, friends. Grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to thank Steve for inviting me to be a part of your service today. I'm really honored and blessed, and it gives me a chance to share with you my uh, thoughts and prayers for each of you as we continue to journey through these difficult days. Uh, be strong and take courage. Here's today's gospel lesson, Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord has need of them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what the prophet had said when he said, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and a colt, the fowl of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had asked them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds went ahead of him, and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This road that Jesus traveled to Jerusalem, it was an old road. This road from Jericho to Jerusalem was steeped with tradition. Over the centuries, many people had walked that steep, winding 15 miles that led from the river to the summit. It was a road of kings, a road of privilege. Kings Solomon and Jehu, kings of Israel, rode triumphantly into the city on that road. Over the years... It's exactly what the people ex expected. They'd been told stories and experienced the grandeur of a king riding into town. The people wanted a king. They thought in grandiose worldly terms, a king anointed in the line of David who would come in with political force and worldly savvy to put the Romans in their place and lead the Israelites once again to victory. Messiah, that word to them, conjured up visions of white stallions and swords and mighty armies. When they heard that, that a Messiah was coming up the well-worn road, they had this vision in their mind of glory hoped for and better days ahead. It was all about the perception of the people, the vision from the point of privilege, the vision from the point of power, the hope to return to the ways that had always been. You know, we like a well-worn road where we know where the grooves are. We like the way things are, and we appreciate the predictable comfort. We like our habits, our rituals, our privileges. Oh, if we could just return to the way things were. But even though Jesus traveled literally on a well-known, well-worn highway, he came to Jerusalem that day on a road far less traveled. It was a road with a donkey, not a white stallion, a road of 
peace, not a road of force, a road of love and concern for others, not a road of power from the privileged at the expense of the poor. This was not the norm of the people, but it was the necessary way. It was not the predictability of the road well-worn, but the renaissance of a road less traveled, a road of submission to which there was the order of peace and holiness, a road that was the way of God. Palm Sunday is always an interesting day in the observance of the life of the church. It's a day filled with assumptions and expectations that led people to the streets with great joy and festivity. But as we know, by the time Jesus drives out the sellers and the money changers from the temple, there is no longer a parade. And by the end of the week, the party's over. And Jesus is hanging on a cross, suffering a cruel death at the hands of people who could not grasp what could be because of passion for what was. It's a story that's a prelude to a commentary on the fickle nature of people. Palm branches and hosannas one day, cries of crucify him the next. Disciples proclaiming, we're with you all the way in the upper room one day. And cries of, we never knew him when he was drug away. It's always been tempting to say, if we'd been there, we would have never done that. But in reality, stories like Jesus' triumphal entry are probably far closer to reality than any of us care to admit. You see, Palm Sunday is a challenge to be consistent, a call to embrace the way of Christ regardless of the circumstances, and an urging to walk the road less traveled, trusting that God will see us through. This is the story of God's people throughout the Bible. It's a consistent story with you when times are good, abandoning you when times get challenging. The Bible is a story of temporary commitment and lost enthusiasm. You know, these are challenging days for us in the human race. Our world is experiencing an event that will define the, this chapter of our lives, maybe even our entire lives. And when it ends, whenever it ends, we will look around and notice that we will never be quite the same again. And because of that, these are days that naturally challenge us as ones who embrace the Christian faith. It's easy to cry Hosanna when times are good. Our truest test is not when we're waving palm branches of enthusiasm when we're feeling good. It's when we're surrounded by a crowd that wants to yell, crucify him, when we are in circumstances that challenge the inner fabric of our being. These are days that test and try our faith. Days when a king on a white stallion will not slay the virus, but days when a peace that passes our understanding and a faith that the grace and love of God working through hospital workers and ventilators and good Samaritans who stop on the side of the road and show us the face of Christ, those are the ones who will see us through this storm as we walk on this road less traveled together. Oh, how good it would have been if those disciples had kept waving those palm branches all week long and never stopped waving them, there never would have been a Maundy Thursday or a Good Friday. It's so good that at 7 o'clock in the evening every night in this city, people clap their hands and honk their horns and turn on their sirens to say, Hosanna, hallelujah, thank you for all that you do. 
But it will be so much better if after this virus wanes or a vaccine is found, there are still hands that are clapping and horns that are honking and sirens that are blaring to acknowledge and say thank you for a job well done. But it will require a constant awareness that things dare not return to the way they were before. And it will require a constant tuning of our heart to the song of God that is being played, whether times are good or bad. A song whose lyrics say, come with me on this road less traveled and let's do things a different way. Henry David Thoreau once said, if a man does not keep pace with his companions, perhaps he hears a different drummer. Let his step to the music which he hears, however measured or far away. Can you hear the music of God's grace playing in the distance? It's a song that simply says, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It's a song that does not provide a clear answer, but it is a song that causes you to dance when no one else is dancing. There once was an interview done with one of this country's richest citizens. The person had risen to a place of great prestige and power. Suddenly, unexpectedly, this man suffered a series of reverses that left him near the bottom of the heap. Amazingly, the man carried on with spectacular calm and inner peace. An interviewer asked him, How can you maintain such an attitude in the midst of your unfortunate circumstances? It's really quite simple, the man said. Every morning of my life, I say to myself, Don't get used to this, and don't forget where you've come from. If it's ever taken away, you'll have nothing less. Wave a palm branch every day. By faith, walk the road less traveled. Years ago, Yankees great Lou Gehrig stood at home plate while the pitcher threw two strikes past him. When the third pitch came, Gehrig stood waiting, but his bat never moved. And when the umpire called strike three... The batter turned to the umpire, muttered something, and turned away. The newsmen who were present that day had never known Lou Gehrig to protest a call. They cornered Gehrig and asked him after the game what he said to the umpire. Lou Gehrig said, oh, that was no protest. I just said that I'd give $1,000 to have another chance at that pitch. Don't live with any regrets these days, friends. Wave a palm branch every day, and by faith, walk the road less traveled. Today, we are at the crossroads of so many potential changes. We're tempted, tossed, torn at every side. But in the midst of the storm, when it's easy to be critical and frayed and ripped apart, wave a palm branch, shout a hosanna, clap your hands, Honk your horns, blare your sirens, give God thanks for what you have and the faith upon which you draw from in the midst of the storm. And in the midst of it all, walk with Jesus on a road less traveled. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.